0: Welcome to another episode of All Angles Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hunt. And in this episode, this is a good one, you guys. Get ready for it because I have a very special guest with me. It's Nicola Dixon, and she is going to share all things with us about scaling your business using styled shoots and digital products. If you're new to this terminology of scaling your business, it simply just means setting the stage to enable and support growth within your business. So style shoots and digital products are two ways to do this. They are very different ways to do this, Um, but Nicola is literally the expert on both of these topics, and I know that you're going to get so much out of this episode, so if you've been thinking about trying to find ways to scale to have more diverse streams of income, or you literally just want to attract more of your ideal clientele nicola is going to share all of this and more so get ready to be inspired and the new episode is coming in three two one you are listening to all angles a business and photography
1: podcast that truly hits on all angles of creating and sustaining a fulfilling photography career hosted by claire hunt a former pediatric trauma nurse turned wedding photographer and educator
0: Every two weeks, Claire brings you tangible and actionable tips that help you improve your dream business all while
1: providing you some encouragement along the way. For marketing, client experience, travel, content creation, productivity, and more, grab your coffee because we're about to hit on all angles of running your dream photography business.
0: Welcome to the show friend. Today I have a very special guest with me, Nicola Dixon. Nicola is a launch strategist and wedding photographer based in Mallorca, Spain. She is passionate about teaching all things digital products and inspiring female photographers to go after a better life, whether that be through leveling up their portfolio, changing their mindset, or through passive income. I am so excited that you're here for the very first interview episode, Nicola.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are, um, we would just love to hear about your
1: journey as a photographer and launch strategist. Sure. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. Um, Secondly, I loved that intro. It makes me sound far more exciting than I actually feel like I am.
0: Um, (laughs) You totally are. (laughs) (laughs)
1: um, My journey, um, gosh, so I've been doing photography. how old am I? So probably photography, like six years ish. Um, I feel like COVID sort of took a couple of years there for everybody. Um, but probably about six years. Um, I went to a photography conference, like way back in the, in the beginning, probably within the first kind of six months, nine months. And the strongest thing that came through was this idea of, um, only show what you want to shoot. And I kind of went away from that conference and thought, but I don't really understand how I do that because I don't really have any, you know, many weddings and I don't really have weddings that I'm massively excited about. And then I created my first ever style shoot. And I think it was at a time when style shoots just, they weren't really a thing. I mean, it's hard to almost remember 2015, but they definitely weren't style shoot workshops or portfolio building workshops so I, I have no idea kind of where the idea came from at all, but I created a style shoot and I invited other photographers to come along. And I think I had like five people. Um, and it just sort of worked really, really well. And that was October. And then I put another one out for the January on, so I created a little Facebook group and it was just style shoots with Nicola Dixon. And then I put one out in the January and it just sold out, you know, really, really quickly. And then that was, so I called it wild ones. Um, so I probably did with wild ones I mean close to 50 60 who knows how many workshops wow. ever I think I've done like four or five or six in America Hawaii Morocco Tulum so cool. everywhere really so some people might remember me, remember me from a kind of wild ones days but it was through doing those style shoots that allowed me to move relatively quickly kind of up the ladder say um so just to kind of, yeah, just giving people a little bit of background. So I did weddings. I started doing workshops, which really, really helped me sort of speed track, figuring out my style, getting the type of client I wanted, getting to shoot destination. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I kind of moved into destination. Um, I love traveling. I've always loved traveling and very quickly realized that, um, that was the type of wedding I wanted to shoot. Um, and again, so fortunate through doing the styled shoots, um, yeah, it just, they just allowed me to kind of charge more money, attract a different type of client, shoot the kind of weddings that excited me. Um, and I realized really quickly as well, there was a very saturated price point in England. Um, and I, and I'd guess I'd say it was kind of average, you know, like an average price point. And I knew that I didn't want to be in that. And thankfully it was when I was doing workshops. So I was getting content all the time. So I kind of recognized quite early on that I don't want to be average. I don't want to be in this price point. And so I, continued to do the work, which mainly looked like, um, getting better content. So that was what allowed me to kind of speed, speed the process up probably more than someone else was because I was constantly shooting um and then 2019 maybe was when I launched my first digital product um very very lucky that it kind of came before COVID um for real yeah (laughs) I know I was so so lucky um so yeah first digital product several digital digital products later just fell in love with the idea of creating and launching digital products um just the buzz of it and so then that kind of led me to absorb and learn so much about just the process of creating and launching. And then I went on to teach creating and launching and developed a course that is literally how to create and launch digital product, but completely aimed at photographers. Cause I know when I was looking to create a digital product, I just felt really, really overwhelmed and scared. Like well, I'm scared might be a little bit dramatic, but I really, <laughs> really wanted to create one, but I just, you know, I was just piecing it all together myself. Um, so I then went on to create that course, um, which is probably one of the main courses that, sort of um sells for me now um and then I guess COVID kind of took a, you know changed a lot of things and then yes yeah, so and now I kind of shoot less weddings though I'm still kind of catching up with a few COVID delays so it's not gone yeah. entirely to plan but yeah shoot less weddings um make you know almost like I don't know the exact percentage actually but almost like 50-50 with weddings and digital products and the sort of coaching side of things um That is so cool. Yeah, that was a very long-winded reply, Claire, to your question. I I love (laughs) it. I love it. That's exactly what I wanted. So I know you kind of already touched
0: on this a little bit, but how do digital products have like the ability to scale your business? Like for any photographer listening, they're like, okay, how is this for real where you can get like
1: 50-50? Sure. So, I mean, if COVID taught us anything, it was just the in like gosh, having some kind of insurance of or backup or I I learned maybe a few years ago I'm I love podcasts and business yeah. books. And I think this common thread was passive income. And I was like, okay, there's something in this, you know? And um so I was super lucky to kind of realize that having multiple revenue streams was probably the best way to to grow and scale your business. Um so The gosh, digital products have changed my life in so many ways. So I sit here talking to you now, as you said in Mallorca. So I've always wanted to live abroad. So I'm from England, and I love England in a million ways. But I, I love the sunshine. Like sunshine just makes me happy. I want to swim in the med every day. Like I just had a list of kind of life wants, and I realized that I just was kind of waiting to begin the life that I really wanted. And so last year, kind of decided, okay, I'm sick of waiting. Like you know, I need to make this happen. So. I digital products. Yes. I'm very lucky that the place I live has such a thriving wedding scene. So I'm very, very lucky that I was able to get some wedding bookings here as well. But what's kind of financially made this viable for me was the, yeah, the income I earn from digital products. So I'm no longer trading time for money essentially. Um, I mean, obviously I do mm. still shoot weddings, but they allowed, they allow me to scale my business without working more. Um, I mean, I'm just, obviously I'm just super passionate about digital products, but um, they've helped, they have helped me kind of design my dream life. Um, I want to swim in the med in the sea, sorry, swim in the med in the sea, swim in the the sea every day. Okay. How do I make that possible? You know, I need to have that reliability. I need multiple revenue streams. I don't want to be working, you know, all the hours in my business. Okay. Passive income is a really, really great way to make that possible. Um, obviously as well, location freedom, um, as I said, super lucky that in Mallorca there are weddings, but I just just wanted more time. Um, I think we attach such, and me too, I know I've been guilty of this, of this kind of like elusive six-figure, like we're all Mm -hmm. chasing these six-figure businesses and don't get me wrong, I've been there and I But I think more and more now I'm realizing, and I think more people are realizing that what does being rich or being wealthy, what does that actually look like? And yes, it's great to have financial security. And I'm very lucky that I have that through digital products and my business, but being wealthy to me is also having time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so basically I'm trying to reverse engineer, like I want a business that works for me instead of me kind of constantly working for the business and, um, yeah, so digital products, oh gosh, they've changed my life because they've earned me money essentially, that money which gives me security and gives me freedom, it gives me safety. Um, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that answer. And it does
0: come to like a certain point in your business, like regardless of where you're at, where you have to truly figure out like, okay, do I add more to my packages to where I can like increase my pricing there? But also, that may require more time out of me. Or can I create something that's kind of just evergreen that can be sitting there Mm -hmm. and be like bringing in income? So I haven't even jumped on the digital product stream yet, but I'm so excited for this episode just because I've learned so much from you already. Um, And so for any photographer who might be listening, at what point do you feel like it's a good time to create a
1: digital product? That's such a great question, but I just, just jumping back to add to the last one. So just the first product that I ever created was how to uh, how to organize and execute a style tune. So bearing in yeah. mind that I'd done a ton of workshops, that was the question that regularly kept coming up. And so it was a complete no-brainer that that was my first digital product. I was literally taking everything from my brain and I was just monetizing the kind of knowledge I already have. That digital product, if I averaged out how much it made me with no kind of Facebook ads, easily pays for my mortgage per month. Like Wow that's averaging it out, including kind of the launches and everything. Um, and that was literally just knowledge. You know, it was it was just taking what I had in my head through experience and packaging it up and selling it as a product. So just, um, I'm, yeah, I just wanted to kind of add that to kind of show how digital products kind of change your life. And it was just something so simple. It was just my kind of sweet, well, you know, like sweet spot thing that I just felt like I was really passionate about and had some yeah. knowledge on. So, yeah, but also, Claire, I 100%, you are yeah you I'm going to ensure that you jump on the digital product train because it's yeah it's totally made for you because you're just awesome but to to answer your question (laughs) when is it time to add digital product to your business so as we just touched on like we as photographers we are trading time for money there's only so many kind of Saturdays weekends summer months in the year so if you feel that you're you know maybe you only want to shoot three weekends of the year of the month sorry or two or something or you want more time with your family like that's where you can kind of, you know, make up the other income, perhaps with just a digital product. Mm -hmm. Um, another sort of, you know, way to think of is if you're fully booked, I mean, if you literally are turning people away, then I would say it's time because then you're almost like at your ceiling in terms of how much money you can make. Um, I'd say that's a really, and obviously if you're fully booked, then you're doing lots of things, right? So you should definitely be packaging up that knowledge. Um, The other one is hitting a pricing ceiling. That was a really big one for me. I felt in England, you know, I'm definitely not one to put limits on myself, but I feel like in England, there is, there is a kind, I felt I was at my limit, but I still wanted to scale my business. I wanted to earn more money not because I'm crazy um materialistic or anything but because as I've said just money just buys sort of freedom and Mm -hmm. um security so I that was a really big one for me was hitting my price and ceiling um and another one obviously is when you just feel that you've got something to teach if you're Mm -hmm. a passionate educator if you love working with people um and love kind of changing people's lives um I think that's one that doesn't often get mentioned, you know, usually it's trading time for money and, um, and hitting the pricing ceiling, but you might just, it might not be those things. You might just feel super passionate about something and feel like you can help another photographer on their journey. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say, Claire, in terms of if you, if any of those things kind of resonate with someone out there, then I would say definitely, yeah, think about it being time to add a digital product to your business. Yeah, that's so good. And especially like for
0: photographers who feel like they don't have a whole lot to contribute to the education world. Like we all have our own skill sets. We all have our own ways of doing things. And the beautiful thing about, I feel like digital products is that like some person can relate more to you than another photographer, for example. So Mm -hmm. as far as that goes, like, do you have any kind of like threshold, I guess, for like how many followers you should have or anything like that for like you know kind of creating that like credibility uh so do you understand my question
1: mm. I'm like I'm just yeah, going off so. the cuff here <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean I think that is one of the the kind of things that holds people back I mean there's lots of things mm. that make people too nervous and holds people back but feeling like they don't have the sort of kudos to become an educator is definitely a massive like um sort of limiting belief and yeah. Um, the thing, I mean, you definitely, much like in our photography businesses, you don't need to have, you know, 10,000 followers. You just maybe need to get 20 weddings a year, for example. And mm-hmm. similar in, you know, if you come to sell a digital product, if your audience is engaged and kind of interested in what you have to say, it, it really, really doesn't matter how many followers you have and less and less does selling on Instagram. If anything, I would say your email list is way more where you make the sales nowadays than yeah. actually an in Instagram. Yeah. So I wouldn't get too het up about that either. And if you are looking at creating and launching a digital product, there is a whole strategy behind the actual launch plan. You know, it's not just, hey, create this product, put it out there and then hope someone buys it because realistically that, you know, it might make some sales, but it's probably not going to make a ton of sales where that's why I encourage almost like a three month launch strategy because mm. you, you grow your audience so that you have people hopefully ready to buy your product. So it doesn't really matter at all how many followers you have because they're, yeah as I said there is a sort of strategy behind it um in terms of not really you know perhaps feeling like who am I to teach just like what you said then like there is only one you. And again, in our photography it's like a couple or a client is attracted to you for you. And yeah. it's the same with how, when we think about the people that we enjoy learning from, it's because there's something about them. They might be introvert, extrovert, their mythology, how, how they show up. Yeah. And there will be people that love how you show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, you know, I know that we all have fears around, um, doing something a bit new or putting ourselves out there it's really can be quite terrifying um but you know if you don't do it then somebody next to you probably is just going to do it you know someone's going to kind of do it for you or do do you're going to just be watching other people around you do it and then that's just it's never a good feeling so Yeah. yeah just yeah try not to let kind of all your fears and um overshadow it if that is something you want to do For sure. Which speaking of like
0: other people doing a digital product that maybe you've had an idea about, like, is there any kind of time where we should feel like we're copying people? Or is there anything like that where you would say like, hey, if like five people have done it, then you
1: probably don't need to do it? so no so essentially it's like market research if other people have created a product you know very similar then it means there's an audience for it so it's brilliant really and as I just said it just you just need to do it in your way I know it can sometimes feel I remember when you know I sat with the style shoot kind of guide in my head probably for far too long and there was somebody actually that created a style shoot guide and I felt gutted I was like oh my gosh this person's done it like yeah you know, I mean, this is, a, this is sort of three years ago when digital products weren't as kind of readily available. And thank goodness I didn't stop them because now obviously there are so many people creating products which are very, very similar, but the way that you do it is always going to be different because you are you. Um, and it is great. It's actually brilliant if other people have created something similar because it, it means there's a need for it. And then how you're going to show up and teach that is going to be right for the for your audience. Yeah, that's amazing. I love this so much. Um, so now that we know a little
0: bit about how digital products have the ability to truly scale your business and all of the benefits it's brought to you personally, um, when it comes to styled shoots, this we're just going to like pivot into styled shoots now. What tips mm. do you have for casting a vision?
1: So when you say casting a vision, do you almost mean like the very seed of an idea for a styled shoot? Like Is that what you mean when you say casting vision? Yeah. Like
0: just the intentionality behind it, the Mm. overall vibes, themes, like the ways Mm. that it can
1: help like uplift your marketing and all that stuff. Mm. Well, I am so passionate about the style shoot. The style shoot was kind of how I got the business and the life that I have right now, ultimately. Um, when it comes to kind of the, the seedling of an idea, it for me it always has to be you know something that you are so excited about you know if if you're not excited about creating a style shoot because style shoots are quite a lot of work and sometimes quite a lot of money um they don't always have to be obviously you could literally take a couple in a kind of dress that you've got from ebay and you know put them in a spot that that kind of speaks to your ideal client so they don't have to cost a lot of money but sometimes they do and they can so you have to be so passionate about it and i always just begin it could be a location, it being the kind of inspiration. And then, you know, for a long time, say I, you know, gosh, I used to just fawn over Tulum. I used to just dream about it. It was every kind of, it was like my dream aesthetic. Um, And so it was, that was, you know, creating in Tulum was such a a big exciting thing for me so it's almost like the location that create that everything kind of came from but I just start with a good old-fashioned Pinterest board I think like many people just going through Pinterest see where my eyes go see where like you know you look at a photo and you're just like oh my gosh that just gives me like a little feeling yeah um and that tends to mean that you know you're a little bit excited it there has to be intentional uh intentionality behind it like you say because they they do take up so much time so you're your portfolio needs to be a wish list. It doesn't, you know, it needs to attract and speak to your ideal client. So you have to be sure on your ideal client before creating a style shoot. Otherwise you, you, unless you're just shooting purely for fun and, you know, to work on your editing, that's of course absolutely fine. But if you're creating a style shoot to kind of attract a different type of client, then you have to be so intentional with every element to it from the earrings that she's wearing, maybe or the shoes or the dress or the groom suit or the dress, like everything, you know, you have to be so intentional. Um, you're, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I fully answered your question then Clara, I feel like I've just jumped around a lot, but I no, it's great. Just (laughs) start with where you're inspired to like, you know, think about, I mean, I'm just such a fan of the Pinterest. I think whenever I feel a little bit, I don't know, slow in my business or kind of, I wouldn't say burnt out, but just like, ah, what, you know, where am I now? Like what's, you know, what, you know, what excites me? What kind of stuff do I want to shoot? I just spend some time on Pinterest and or even Instagram, but mainly Pinterest. And it's just where am I drawn to? And then, yeah, literally creating a shoot with the elements that you that really excite you. Um, the type of weddings that you love, like perhaps those inquiries, if you think of those inquiries that you get that you literally just desperate to actually book, Mm -hmm. and then work out from that inquiry like What is the, what are the bits about this that really excite me? Is it because of the way the couple are speaking to me, the way they value me? Is it their location? Is it their venue? Is it that it seems like it's really luxe or is it that it seems really adventurous? I try and work out what it is from that inquiry that excites you. And then, and then make sure the content you create is speaking to that person so that hopefully you get more inquiries, um, that are similar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure if I answered your question. You totally <laughs> did. Yeah. I feel like too, this
0: thinking of what you said at the very beginning as well, like shooting what you want to attract, that is such a heavy thing in this industry. Um, and I do mm. feel like when it comes to casting a vision, one experience I've had with style shoots that's been very positive for me was whenever I was planning on moving from Nashville, Tennessee to Colorado, mm. as you know, it's a very different landscape. So I was having a very hard time at first getting bookings here because I had no Colorado content even though I was marketing myself as a Colorado photographer. So I would get Mm -hmm. couples on the phone, chat all about their day. We would really connect, but I just had no photos to share with them, like where they could truly Mm -hmm. see themselves in my photos. And I think that's so important. So once I started like Mm -hmm. coming to Colorado to shoot, I found that bookings increased because – They could actually see like what I was capable of in a setting as beautiful Mm. as the mountains, you know? Uh, So having that like intention of building my portfolio out here before even moving really served me well. So I feel like that goes too to that intention of what you're talking about, like shooting what you want to attract, like even the venues and things like that. Or if you want to photograph in like Montana or California or somewhere intentional or or international, not intentional. Mm. We're speaking all (laughs) about intention, but I feel like you need to photograph there first for sure a lot of times. Um, so
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I know you moved from the UK to Mallorca. So how did that go for you? Did you do a lot of styled shoots first?
1: Yeah. So exactly what you said, it's really unusual to get booked for destination unless you have destination in your portfolio. So yeah. I knew when I was in England, I wanted to shoot destination and it was, it is, a, I mean, sometimes you, you know, you might get lucky and somebody will book you but like you said they want to see themselves in your work mm-hmm. um and you know I see so many people on Instagram saying in their bio they'll be like oh available worldwide love destination right. you know, travel everywhere and all you see is kind of you know the barns of England and churches of yeah. England and I'm thinking you know it's a lovely dream but it's, realistically if you want to shoot destination yeah. then yeah you, you need some destination so with my move to Mallorca, I, I myself had to go back to the beginning of it. And yes, I did come out here last summer and create some content. Um, it's been, and I've had to kind of, you know, be intentional with that content and write blog posts around that content and give. So, you know, when I say value-based content, so again, always thinking of your ideal client and and how can I serve that person? And yeah. so through my content, whether it's the photographs, the captions, the blog posts, what is that person, my ideal client walking around wanting to know what are their pain points and therefore how can I serve them? And so yeah. I, I had to go back to the beginning a bit last year with my move and create literally like, you know, I have blog posts now, like everything you need to know to plan a wedding in Mallorca, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I had to do it too, because I made a location move. Um, Thankfully, I did have destination in my portfolio. So it wasn't such a big jump. But I have got even more intentional with what I share. Um, And now it's very much, uh, yeah, Mallorca all the way. I
0: love it. I recently just saw that you
1: photographed, I think it was like Marie Fee and Jake Snow. I have no idea
0: if I'm saying their names, right. But I am in love with them. How did that end up
1: happening? Oh, yes. They were very, very sweet. So that happened because, so they put something on their Instagram story. I think it was literally, I don't know, the Saturday to take place on the Sunday. Yeah. And they said something like, you know, I don't know if it's that they were in Mallorca or whether they actually said looking for a photographer. I don't even think they said looking for a photographer. I think it was, we are going to Mallorca. And I actually wasn't even in Mallorca at that point. I was just in my home in England, but... And this was like last summer. So actually COVID was still a bit, you know, it was still making things a bit difficult. Yeah. But I literally just DM'd her and said like, Oh, like I, you know, live in Mallorca. Like I would love to shoot you guys if you want like a free shoot when you're out there kind of thing. Honestly, like completely faked it till I make it type of approach of just, if you don't ask, you don't get. And she replied. And because I think I've always been someone that, you know, if you want something, you know, like I'm just not afraid to kind of reach out or DM someone. And um, and then yeah, as I said, she replied. I had some kind of relationships with some dress people near where I lived. Um, so I was able to kind of get a dress, organize hair and makeup, and be, you know, on the island the next day and doing that shoot. So it was there was no money that exchanged hands in that in that shoot. Um and it was just because I kind of, yeah, I literally DM'd her. It was wow. <laughs> was there was no massive secret to it but I had another experience lately where um another kind of person I'm quite a fan of she's called Darcy Benicosa I don't know if people are familiar with her like she's um a photographer turned kind of marketer, but she's kind of now actually taken her business into teaching, a, well, like coaching on money mindset. Yeah. But she has a, a podcast called Play Brave. Anyway, she just again put on her Instagram that she was going to be in England this summer, and you know, did it was something like, oh, "I'm going to be in England this summer. Does anybody want to like come on a hike with me?" And I was straight in her DMs, like, <laughs> "Yes, please." <laughs> like, even though you know we know how busy we are during wedding season sometimes, and da, da, da I was like, "What an amazing opportunity!" Like, I'm not going to kind of you know, plug her for all her information. I'm just going to enjoy being in her presence. And you never know where that relationship might go in the future. Yeah. Um, and that just doesn't, I think if we, yeah, I, d- I don't know what that is. It's just a kind of set it's being a yes person. It's trying to make things happen. Um, But yeah, so that was the Marie and Jake. They were very lovely. That is so beautiful and so inspiring too, because style
0: shoots can really uplevel your marketing in so many different ways, like even if you are shooting for free. So like from that specific example, maybe with Marie and Jake or another couple or a style shoot that you've done, is there an example that you have of like how you've attracted a dream couple through the shoot? Or maybe you were able to travel somewhere that was like a dream because of a style shoot you photographed?
1: Um, so I, I, yeah, I think style shoots can allow you to almost change your entire portfolio in, in quite a short space of time. And depending on what you want, they allow you to kind of attract a different type of client and typically a higher paying client, if that is something you want. So I wouldn't say this like was one particular wedding, but I guess style shoots have allowed me to have the business I have now, which is I charge A good amount of money, and I'm shooting weddings that I love. So I don't think it was so much that, like, oh, that one style shoot. I mean, I think all all my style shoots are almost like all together collectively have allowed me to, you know, I've shot, I don't know, Santorini, Tulum, Morocco. Wow. I I got asked actually very recently, like, where was my bucket list location? And it, funnily enough, it's almost like I've done it. You know, I'm kind of coming out the other side now, where it's not in a sort of It was an interesting one and it really made me think because I don't really have one anymore because I feel like I've, you know, I've really done that. And I think, I mean, we all go through different phases in our business, but this actually came when I was teaching one of my retreats and, you know, this question came to me and I almost kind of envy, I mean, this is sidetracking maybe, but I actually envy a little bit those people that are where I used to be, which is that when you're so excited to go shoot somewhere, like, you know, when you just, like, I remember the first time I think I shot into Lum and I was just... I mean, I was just so, so excited. Um, and I don't really have that anymore. And because maybe I've done it, I don't know. And I don't have any kind of new places on my radar or new venues. So I do kind of envy that feeling because maybe it's that, you know, when you're kind of in the learning stage and the growing stage, like that's just so exciting, isn't it? And then maybe when yeah. you kind of get to the stage where you feel really comfortable in your business. And I suppose that's where I've kind of evolved. And now I do a lot more coaching and, 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 you know, teaching through digital products because I'm just in a different area of my life. But I would say collectively. So I I don't necessarily have like, oh, I got that one wedding, but I definitely charge a decent amount of money now. And I get, you know, weddings and couples that I love. So I'd say style shoots collectively have meant that I have the business that I have today. No question. Yeah, that's the goal
0: for all of us, for sure. We're, <laughs> we want to attract those ideal couples. And I mm-hmm. like, I use ideal as a very like, broad loose. statement. Yeah, yeah. Loose because all couples are dream couples cause it's their day, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, mm-hmm. I love that so much. Uh, this is like the last fun question that I have for you. Um, cause you've shared just like a wealth of knowledge today. Um, but what's the biggest piece of advice or maybe best piece or one great piece of advice that you received
1: about running your business? Oh my goodness that I've received. That's really tricky. I think, I mean, I'd say, okay, I have probably two. Okay, go for Um, it. (laughs) The main one I would say is be so intentional with what, with everything, with what you say yes to. Because if you're saying yes to something, you say no to something else. Um, Intentional with what you share. Make sure it's completely in line with your business, with your values and your goals. Like, is it you know when you think of the words that kind of characterize the business that you have? Is everything you share kind of in line with that? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say. Just be so intentional with and with your life because, as you know, usually in this business, you get booked kind of one, two, three years in advance, which I find really terrifying. And that's definitely (laughs) a part of the business that I'm not a huge fan of. And I only really book nine months out because I don't really want to know where I'm going to be Saturday, June 2024. For sure. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, I guess if you know by being intentional, like always kind of stopping to think about your life, the strategy, like where you want to go, am I on my way there um so I'd say the biggest piece of advice is be intentional, the second one, I guess I would say for us photographers because I think at the moment in the industry, there's this kind of desire to chase this six figure dream, you yeah. know, and don't get me wrong, like I said, I've been there, and and I'm yeah, I've been there and. But I think we need to kind of turn it on its head a bit more now. And yes, it's great to earn six figures, but actually like you might sort of be earning six figures and be really unhappy and not have any time right. and never see your friends and family. And so I think we need to now be trying to find and create businesses that work for us and not the other way around. And is there a way we can still make, you know, a really good amount of money, but but that it, yeah, that was kind of living the life that we want. So as I think I started the po- this podcast and said, I wanted to swim in the sea every, every day. So it's like, okay, so this is my dream lifestyle. So like, how do I reverse this? And I guess I'm a huge fan of like designing my life and you can do that with your business. Like if these are the things you want in your life, like I want to, you you know, somebody might want to take their children to, you know, spend good times with their children or take their kids to school every day or walk their dog every day or whatever it is that goes surfing every day, whatever it is that's their thing. Yeah. Then like how can your business work for you and not that you're like a slave to it, I guess. Um, I suppose like, yeah, designing your dream life and, there's, and there are things you can do in your business to hundred percent enable that. If you want to go shoot in Costa Rica three months of the year and then go shoot in New Zealand three months of the year, if you have strategy and you're intentional, you can a hundred percent achieve that. And so I definitely want to kind of shake things up in terms of this yeah chasing the six figures which huge fan of obviously I hit six figures and yeah as I've said love money because it buys security and freedom yeah. but I want so much more than that like I want the wealth when it comes to time and space and creativity and uh, relationships and so I kind of that's where I am in my business right now is and and where I am with kind of coaching and trying to when I have people come into my kind of world in terms of coaching getting them to really think about like why are you chasing the six figures? And yeah, just looking into that a bit more. So that would that's probably my, I don't know if you'd say advice. That's my two pence right now on the world, yeah. <laughs> or on the wedding industry. That is so powerful.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And thank you so much for sharing all that you did today. I feel like you dropped so much goodness in this episode, especially if people aren't very familiar with like launching or creating digital products. So yeah, thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you for having me. Of course. So if you guys are feeling inspired as you've listened to this episode to get out there and launch a digital product, Nicola has been kind enough to offer 15% off of her course bundle, which is creating and launching a digital product, which I've actually purchased myself. So you can find it at www.nicoladixon.co. It's N-I-C-O-L-A dot N.co the code for 15% off is Claire. So take a look around her website for more courses, education around style shoots and her own podcast, learn to launch as well. Uh, and lastly, if you're looking to be inspired by all things, European Island content and seeing Nicola swim in the sea every day, uh, give her <laughs> a follow at Nicola Dixon photography co. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, friend. Be sure to check out the show notes and description for all of the links mentioned. And if you're feeling inspired after listening to this episode with wanting to launch a digital product or maybe even a course, definitely be sure to check out Nicola's course that she's offering the 15% off for. I have it, as I mentioned, and it is a game changer on walking you through how to launch and how to create hype around your product and how to actually meet the needs of the people that you're creating the product. For So that you have a successful launch. So if that's anything you're interested in, definitely take advantage of the 15% off. And I really hope that you guys loved every part of this episode. I know I loved it. I learned so much. And I learned so much from Nicola every single time that I hear her on another podcast or even her own podcast. So if you enjoy this episode, please leave a five star review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. I really appreciate it and it helps to get the podcast out there to more ears like you. So thank you so much for tuning in until next time, my friend, I can't wait to continue bringing you guys episodes, hitting on all angles of running your dream photography business.